Good afternoon, HF family, and welcome to the AD Vantage podcast. I am John Valenti, the Director of Athletics, and I just hope that everyone is doing well. Uh, that opening song from Journey, Don't Stop Believing," I thought was appropriate uh, to play because uh, things as tough as they are and all the uh, tough times that everyone seems to be going through, um, I think it's important that we don't stop believing as a collective uh, world, society, our country, and of course local to our community. Uh, it's been a rough uh, bunch of weeks. Um, as you know, the spring sports season was officially canceled uh, back in, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and that meant that all the uh, aspirations of all our athletes, but in particular our senior student athletes, were essentially crushed um, due to that cancellation. But I have to say, in a lot of the conversations I've had with our senior uh, student athletes along with their coaches, I, I can't help but to marvel at the strength, uh, the character, the integrity, um, the understanding of the times expressed by our senior athletes. Of course, uh, they were very disappointed, but uh, they also understood that at times like these, um, there's a bigger issue than perhaps sports. Uh, as fun as it is, as competitive as we want to be, uh, what's going on right now with this uh, pandemic, uh, people losing lives, people sick, uh, uh, nurses, doctors, uh, essential workers at the front line of this terrible, terrible disease um, are working day and night um, to guarantee and hope that uh, we stay safe. And they are the real heroes at this point. Um, and again, as, as we are so disappointed that the season will not be able to go forward, I think everyone is collectively understanding that um, right now um, our hearts, our prayers, um, our belief is um, with uh, a bigger, bigger um, topic uh, that we're dealing with. So uh, today we have a uh, theme, uh, a special program that uh, we'd like to discuss uh, it's going to center around leadership during difficult times. And when we talk about leadership, uh, we talk about people in uh, essentially perhaps powerful positions um, that uh, often lead by example, and they set a tone and a tenor uh, for others to kind of follow. And more than ever during crisis uh, situations, uh, we look to leaders. And here on the local level, uh, in our school district, uh, my special guest uh, today is Dr. Francesco Iani, our superintendent of schools, who's going to speak uh, to us about uh, some of the experiences he has uh, undergone over the last uh, seven weeks now uh, as the superintendent, uh, navigating uh, through a lot of the different changes that are the new norm, as we, we call them in education, the distance learning, uh, remote uh, remote uh, board meetings, uh, all those things that uh, are kind of new to everybody. And we're hoping to uh, get some insight on uh, his suggestions and his advice uh, due to his leadership here as a school superintendent. Uh, so we'd like you to all stay tuned, and we will be right back with our special guest, our superintendent of schools, Dr. Francesco Iani. Stay tuned. HF family, welcome back, and I am joined by a very special guest, uh, Dr. Francesco Iani, our superintendent of schools, who will join um, us today, and we're going to be, as I mentioned before, speaking about our leadership during difficult times, and Dr. Iani, as we know, has uh, been the superintendent of Harbor Fields now for a bunch of years, 
and he has certainly navigated through um, quite complex situations that come up uh, being the head chief, chief executive officer of a school system. And of course, no one can anticipate um, what has happened over the last seven weeks as kind of our world literally has been turned upside down. So, um, Dr. Yanni, how are you doing today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. And uh, uh, Mr. Valenti, thank you for putting this podcast together. It's uh, another example of your of your leadership and uh, your strength and uh, bringing us together, which uh, I'm grateful for that. And I know we have some students on, but uh, I'm doing very well and I'm uh, grateful for that. Well, I I thank you for that compliment. Uh, You know, we we often as leaders, we take um, a lot from uh, the people on the top. And, And you've been a very steady hand here in the school district since you became a superintendent. And, uh, you know, for you to take time out of your busy day, um, I, I know um, and I can make sure that everyone knows that your day is not from uh, 9 to 5. I, I, know you, I know you do not sleep that well, and so things happen in the middle of the night. You're an early riser. Uh, you take care of your personal health. And your wheels are always spinning right up until the uh, until the late evening. So, um, you know, Dr. Yanni, uh, you know, we're talking about leadership. And, uh, of course, seven weeks ago, all of us, including the world, uh, had our worlds turned upside down, literally. And no one could have expected, yeah. especially in education, everything was going smoothly. We were, you know, just about, um, you know, two-thirds into the end of the year. And then, of course, this thing called coronavirus and a pandemic took over. So if you can, just kind of explain um, from basically early March when it started coming out um, that we were having this coronavirus come into New York to the time schools were closed. How did you uh, how did you gear up for where we are ultimately today? Yes, uh, I agree 100 percent. I mean, I was I remember back in March, Mr. Valente, I was looking at the calendar and I was uh, talking to my uh, to my daughter. She's a senior in high school. And I said, wow, this is a, a wonderful year. And uh, we don't have uh, we don't have any snow days and we're going to have a longer vacation and uh <laughs> We don't have to use those emergency days. And then a couple of days later, uh, things started evolving. But uh, it's been, uh, I feel like it's been uh, a lot more than, than the month and a half, two months. But uh, the, the, the main, like in, in, in my situation, and I'm sure in your uh, in, in departments, you, you experience the same thing the safety of the students and uh, making sure that they're learning, that's uh, that's a critical piece in all our decisions that we make. And uh, the first thing that we, you know, we put in place was this distance learning plan. Uh, in, in, a matter of, uh, in a matter of a week or so, we had to kind of reinvent education, basically. We had to make sure that things were in order so teachers can teach and students can learn at home, but it had to be done in, in a different way. And uh, the world was not prepared. The world of education was not prepared for that. And and I don't think that we can ever replicate the school. Um, having uh, lunch in the cafeteria, the students, I'm sure they missed that. Having phys ed classes or going through their days, 
Uh, it's something that uh, it cannot be replaced by a Zoom or a Google Meet or Google Hangout. Uh, so we, we first thing that we did, we wanted to make sure that the students remain connected to the schools um, and to the school environment. Uh, we also wanted to make sure that the teachers had the necessary tools and, and skills. So we provided some support uh, for the teachers. I have to be honest with you is uh, I am very blessed in this district to have uh, the administrators that I have and the teachers that I have because uh, they, they truly reinvented themselves in a matter of days. And they are doing some amazing things with the students. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that because as a leader, uh, you are as good as the people that you have on your team. Uh, and that is something that um, I say over and over. Um, I could not have asked for a better group of uh, teachers, administrators, staff, nurse, nurses, custodians, ground crew to go to uh, to go through this uh, crisis. Um, very very fortunate of, uh, for that. So right now we. Uh, just received the last executive order from the governor that the, the doors, uh, the school doors are closed until the end of the school year. Um, I said the doors are closed because I never say the school is closed because school is wide open, even uh, more open than before. And, uh, and that is something that we manage every day. So we're managing the distance learning plan. We're making sure that the students are connected to the schools or we're reaching out to them. We provide support with the food uh, delivery that, uh, for, for, for our families. We're trying to stay uh, on top of the technology world to make sure that everybody's connected and everybody um, has a device. And, and we're looking at um, school every day and... Uh, we're also planning for the future because the doors will open again and uh, I just can't wait for that day that we're going to high-five each other. The, Mr. Valente, the thing that I miss the most is going around and, and seeing the students. I mean, uh, we are not meant uh, as administrators in the school district, we're not meant to be in an office and do paperwork, you know, that uh, I enjoy going uh, to the schools and be around with the kids at a lunch or playing volleyball or doing all the fun things that uh, that that makes our job the best job in the world because we are around around our students. I I, I agree with you one hundred percent. There's a few things uh, that I just want to touch upon uh, in listening to your obviously inspiring words. Uh, the first one being um, a lot of people sometimes think that a CEO is somebody who does sit in an office, and many of them do. They are in charge of, you know, million upon million dollars of, of a corporation. Uh, they have board of trustees. They have uh, all kinds of things that they have to be responsible, and they do that. And yet you hear a lot of very successful businesses, corporations, um, you know, come down to that person leaving their office and they are on the assembly line with the workers. They are getting their hands dirty, rolling up their sleeves, taking off their tie. And that goes such a long way in terms of building that positive teamwork and morale. 
a lot of people refer to it as I'll, I'll literally run through a wall for somebody who's a leader who I know is not yet impressed with their title, uh, but checks their title at the door and is willing to share and be part of what we would consider the regular people. And I will say firsthand that one of the things I've admired about you and having been in our education for 30 years and have worked through many, many superintendents who all have different styles, I have never worked in a school district with a superintendent where the students actually know by name and by face who their superintendent is. A lot of times uh, kids will joke and I'll say to them in other districts like, oh, so your superintendent gives the graduation speech and they go, we don't even know who it is. We just have to listen to that person for the 10 minutes. Um, yet you get around because uh, I know it's important to you to feel the pulse, feel the uh, tone and tenor of the buildings so that when you go to the board and, and you see yourself, different changes that have to be made, you're doing it based on, on uh, sound advice. Um, so I, I, you know, I compliment you there. The other thing I wanted to bring up, which kind of leads to a little bit of what the word is team, um, you know, to kind of use it in the sports world, I have always told uh, coaches that they are essentially the leaders, the CEOs of their teams. And the type of leadership that they demonstrate is very important to how the kids are going to react, our, our student athletes, and how they're going to uh, compete, but yet respect the game and, and, you know, have a level of character and civility. So when you have had the ability to select your team over the years that you've been superintendent and, and during these times that we have met um, sometimes three, four times a week on these Google meetings with your uh, administrative council. How important is it as a leader, as the CEO of a school system, to rely on your leaders? You kind of touched upon it a little bit, but you know, if you can expand on that and what you kind of look for in your leaders of your programs and your buildings. I mean, the, like I said, uh, the, the, to me, to, to my team, one of the most important thing is to make sure that, uh, that you hire people uh, that, that are part of your organization. Uh, they have the, they believe in the same thing that, that you believe as a leader. And obviously, working with the school board, the board of education, um, we we always want to make sure that every member in our in our in our team, every administrator that we have, every teacher that we have, every everybody that we hire. I always go back to the same thing and say, "Listen, you're gonna you're gonna experience. Uh, you you have to make a lot of decisions throughout the day, and and the most important thing. Some decisions are tougher than others, and sometimes you're gonna have a difficult time making that that decision because it's not easy. It's not a uh, an easy answer. So I always go back and say, "Listen, the 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 the, the, the one thing that you can do if if you look at if you look at those students, if you look at the the organization, and they could be a CEO of any company, you always want to make sure that you treat those kids um, like they are part of your own family. They're your own kids, your own brothers, your own sister, your own mom, your own dad. And if you believe that, then everything else becomes an easy, it's an easy decision to make. Yeah. All the other things are negotiable. But when you when you look at the fundamental values, uh, those are some of the non-negotiable things that you have to 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 evaluate and say, would I be able to live with that decision? If that that's what I believe, 
that's the fundamental value. I mean, is that something that I can that I can live by? And uh, once you get into that frame of mind, um, every decision becomes not the easiest, but at least a, a, a little bit more manageable. But I think that the most important thing to answer your question is is to go back to your people and go back to the to the members of your team and make sure that when you hire them or when you work with them, when you when you train them, you want to make sure that they share the same values. And, and I always say the same thing. Look, at, at the end of the day, if we don't share the same values, if I don't share the, the, the if you don't share the values that, that I believe they're important for this organization, it doesn't mean that you're not a, a good leader or you're not a good member of the team. It just means that you could be, um, you could be successful in, in, in another organization that has, that believes in those other values. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I think that what we have over here is, you know, we always go back to the HF family and and the strength that we have because we go, we bring back uh, those those essential values that keep any family uh, together and united. You know. Yeah. Dr. Yanni, I'm, I'm going to um, read you a quote that I found. I just want you to react. You touched upon it for the most part, but I just want you to give a quick reaction to it. Uh, the quote is from a former United States uh, president, Ronald Reagan, uh, who said, quote, The greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the great things. Um, what do you, how do you react to that? That's a great quote. Uh, I always go back to Ronald Reagan, uh, the President Reagan, for a lot of uh, his messages and some of the good jokes that, that he had out there. But uh, a quick reaction is I, I agree 100%, and I think that one of the things that he said is uh, trust and verify and, and make sure that uh, it's easier for, for a leader to micromanage, but I, I think that's the wrong approach I think as a as a leader one of the things that uh, one of the most important things that you want to do you wanna you want to put the right people uh, in place and there was a great book uh, Jim Collins uh, good to great I'm, I'm, I'm sure you had a chance to read it yeah uh, it says you know put the put the right people on the bus and, and that's uh, sort of a similar uh, metaphor, but when you think about it, once you put the right people uh, in in key positions, they, they believe in what you believe, they believe in the core values of the organization, whatever the organization is, and you let them be themselves, or let them be creative, let them be original, uh, they will do they will do great things. They will do great things, and and even when Mistakes will happen, right? They, those will be a learning opportunities. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, when you when you when you think about uh, children, and you think about children and the way they learn, they learn so quick because there are no boundaries. They 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 are allowed to make mistakes and they learn from it. They don't have any confined. Uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, protocol that they have to follow. They they just not afraid to fall down, get up, and keep going. And and that is 
some of uh, qualities that when you let people, when you let people in your organization be themselves and, and you trust them and they have those, uh, they go back to those core values, they will do great things. And, uh, you know, micromanaging sometimes uh, is dangerous and, and uh, not productive for any organization. At least that's uh, what I believe. That That's awesome. And, I you know, I can say firsthand I'm, I'm a member of, of your administrative team. I'm a proud member. And, you know, one of the things that I've always admired about your leadership is, um, you're not a dictator. You're not dictatorial. You don't say, this is how I want it to be done. Um, you're there in a, in a role to provide the leadership, but you're also there um, to support when you send your administrative team out and you lay down the expectations and you, you, you have um, the, the vision uh, um, of the district that you have created and you're looking to continue to create here in Harborfields. But um, you give uh, all your administrators a lot of leeway to take their uh, unique talents because n- not one administrator is the same. As I often say with all my coaches, not any one coach is the same as another. Um, some you know, are able to hit upon something that may reach a kid a little better than somebody else. Uh, some you know, are, are just have a, a different level of experience than others, so they approach things a little bit different. Um, but you know, it's a credit to you. You mentioned about micromanage. Um, As an administrator, having been uh, in administration a good part of my career, I could tell you there's nothing probably worse um, that you don't want to be constantly under the spotlight where every decision is scrutinized. Um, There's a difference between constructive and helpful criticism or advice, I should say, instead of criticism, and then telling somebody how to do their job because I've always felt you can really create paralysis um, by constantly trying to do not only your job as superintendent, for example, and then trying to do the AD or the principal or, you know, technology. You know, it's just way too much. So uh, you brought up some really good points. Uh, I'm going to read you a little passage here. I'm not going to tell you who it's from because this is like a little trivia for you, Dr. Yanni. Um, and I just want you, you, I think, you know, you talk about, you just really address this, but, um, I'm going to read it and I just want your quick reaction. First, I'm going to, after I read it, I'm going to tell you who it's from, and then we can kind of just maybe expand a little bit that, um, it says, it says, take a good, long, honest, positive look at what good can come out of every situation you're in. Wherever you are, that's where you are. You're there with it. This is your history you're living right now. So do what you can to make the most of what comes along. And please, don't try to do everything on your own. There are a lot of people out there in the universe who wish you well and want you to be your friend. Let them help you. You don't have to carry it all on your own. And that, my friend, is a quote from a gentleman by the name of Buzz Aldrin. Um, Uh And I know um, you have a little history with Buzz Aldrin. I know that because I've seen pictures in your office, and I've had I've had some dialogue with you um, about um, you actually met Buzz Buzz Aldrin. Uh, if you can, just give our audience here who you know may not um, you know have been born obviously to the time what with, with who Buzz, Buzz Aldrin is and how that has influenced you um, as a leader with a lot of the things that he's been able to accomplish. Wow, I read I read a book 
read uh, I read so much about Buzz Aldrin and all his uh, books, and I, I never came across that. Maybe I, I read it too fast, and uh, that brings me uh, brings tears to my eyes. But uh, Buzz Aldrin, uh, very few people know him. Uh, maybe a lot of people know. I'm not sure, but um, it was the the second uh, man that walked on on the moon, and. Um, Buzz Aldrin is still alive, and uh, I follow him. I met him at a, a bookstore in Huntington, shook his hand, and it was uh, it was a good day, a uh, good day for me uh, to, to finally meet somebody that, that you read so much about it. But um, I, I, I started following Buzz Aldrin because of uh, one, uh, one quote that uh, came across was... Uh, you know, the, 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 the sky's not the limit, their footprint on, on the moon. So to just always push yourself, always trying to challenge yourself, always set that goal a little bit higher and try to to reach that goal. And and so that was an inspiration to me. But uh, reading, his, uh, reading some of his books, and I hope some of our students, some of our listeners can, um, can read some of his books. Uh, his books, but what was fascinating to me is that when you read somebody that went on the moon was so successful and uh, throughout his life, and you think that uh, every every success story comes with a perfect uh, surrounding, and when you read, uh, I'm not going to share, so I, I want to leave it up to 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 the listeners to to kind of find out. But when you read through his uh, biography, you learn that um, success sometimes is what people see, and there is a lot of, uh, you know, a, a, a lot that they go through. Even successful people, uh, we see the shining moment, uh, but there, there is a lot of work, a lot of determination, a lot of um, needs. Um, a lot needs to be done to get to that to get to that point, and it's not uh, always uh, as easy as it looks. And yeah. that, to me, was an inspiration because when you think about our days, you know, ninety percent we we deal with the with a lot of uh, you know uh, not not pleasant things, but then you have that ten percent that makes everything else worth it. And uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, put that into perspective and uh to me it's just uh an example of a, of a good leader of a determined person a person that has character determination and strength and and i think that uh we can always learn from that you know when you have those bad days as a as a leader or in, in the organization or even through our lives i mean thinking thinking about that it's uh, it's always uh kind of encouraging to go through yeah, that was that's a that's a great story, uh, you know. And I also know that uh, great leaders are inspired uh, by other great leaders, and they learn a lot of their, um, you know, approach and a lot of the characteristics that they choose to incorporate um, as leaders. They they have learned whether it's from a politician or uh, you know a, a particular athlete or a coach who has been through their hard work and their dedication uh, ended up. 
assuming a leadership position. They got there for a reason. Um, and, and I also have always um, marveled at the fact that, you know, when, when you look at a great leader, they all have certain uh, things that are in common. And, and they all have the ability, again, we talked about teamwork, we talk about, you know, how to deal with adverse situations. Um, you just mentioned uh, something that uh, you said, bad days. Uh, you know, no leader, no person, as we know, is perfect. And we all make mistakes. And I think sometimes the best thing we often do is uh, we can look ourselves in the mirror and do a self-assessment. And a lot of times, uh, there's decisions I know that I've made where I, you know, think about it, and if I had to do it all over again, I would have done it differently. You're obviously in a very unique position because you have so many different constituents in this community. You have obviously the Board of Education. You have the PTA. You have, um, you know, two, uh, three, four, five different bargaining units. Um, from teachers to support staff to administrators that you have to navigate through. You have every year you have to present a budget that's fair to maintaining, um, you know, a quality education, uh, teaching a child world-class education one at a time, which is your mantra that you brought to Harbor Fields, and in addition to balancing it out with, uh, you know, the taxpayers and concerns. The things that are on your desk, which we all know you don't have many papers on your desk because you have such a... You have such an incredible mind that you can keep it in there, um, but how, how do you take all of the things, the number of uh, areas that you are responsible for um, as the CEO of an educational school district, how do you compartmentalize? How do you budget your time? How do you give more attention to other things? I'm just curious as like it's one of those, uh, what, is a, what does a day look like for the superintendent of schools when some people may think, ah, the superintendent is kind of the guy who sits in the office and waits on the phone and stuff. It's clearly, you know, clearly the opposite. And, and you've defined a su the new wave, uh, the new style superintendent um, by being as active as you are and attending the kids' athletic contest and the theater, National Honor Society's concerts. You probably, obviously, your kids don't even know you too well, and probably your wife doesn't either. Um, but, you know, what's a day in the life of, of Dr. Yanni? I think, uh, the, I mean, the exercise is a big part of uh, where we get a lot of uh, energy and strength and uh, the endorphin that uh, sometimes you need to just go through the, uh, the day. So uh, usually I start the day with uh, some form of exercise. I'm into bike swimming when hopefully the pool will open soon, uh, running, so uh, like that. But uh, then get back to the office. Uh, usually I get here early in the morning and uh, very early and uh, try to get uh, some done. And uh, when the schools are, you know, obviously in session, walk around, just have a pulse around uh, with the building teachers, uh, students, administrators, just um, wrapping that up throughout the day, pretty much in and out. Um, schedule my meetings mostly, you know, as you know, Mr. Valenti, I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of uh, long emails and long uh, phone calls to get straight to the point. And so that, that's, you know, sometimes you want to get, you want to get to, to the essential question right away and then uh, make the decision and move on. At the end of the day, as the leader of any organization, uh, you know that you're never going to make a decision that will please 100% of your population. So trying to get to the 60% and work on the 40% on the next decision, 
And then uh, once the school is uh, done, attend some uh, uh, after-school events, which is always the best part of my day, be with the students and and recognition nights, all of that. Those are, I don't, I attend all of them because that's, that's simply the best. Um, and then at night, uh, try to regroup and go through all the paperwork, but I never leave the office or I never end the day with things hanging. And I think that that has uh, worked for me and uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, so if I have a phone call, if I have an email, that, that mailbox, that voicemail inbox is, is clean. Uh, so when I come in in the morning, I'm ready to go. I, I never leave anything uh, to tomorrow because, like we said before, tomorrow is just another day and you're going to go through your day and, and almost live your life like today is your last day. And uh, I've experienced that in my few years back and I, I learned from it. And to me, at the end of the day, I want to make sure I look at myself in the mirror at night and say, you know what, this was a good day. I, I did what I had to do, and I could not have done anything else. And I, and I think that served me well. And uh, I think also people enjoy as a from from a leader uh, to to not you know go around and be straight and uh, give give the answer and 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 make the decision and move on. I think it's something that the people will enjoy. You know? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. It's, uh, you know, uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot here as we kind of finish up here. Um, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, or I'm sure you've given some thought about this, even though there's a thousand things that, obviously, before uh, graduation, however that will look this year. But um, you are responsible as the superintendent um, to certify to the Board of Education um, through your high school principal that all of the seniors have met the requirements um, to earn their diploma. And you have given speeches, obviously, every year that you've been here. And one of the things that has always struck me is how you personalize and uh, say that uh, these are your seniors to my seniors and you deliver a very great message. Obviously, th this is quite different for our seniors. Um, and uh, no matter what the format may be, when these seniors do graduate, and they will graduate, uh, what, what's one or two of the things that you possibly, um, and I'm sure you're going to change this between now and graduation, uh, what, what, what are a couple things that you just want to impart on them as um, the leader of the school system? This graduation is uh, going to be very different for me because uh, my daughter is also graduating and, um, you know, um, I've thought about it a, a little bit and, you know, just to, just to quickly think and answer your question, I mean, the message that, that I wanted to give them is that uh, as parents, as educators, as leaders, we trying to kind of, I don't want to say shelter, but trying to uh, save our, our kids, our children uh, for tough days as late as possible in life. So as parents, you, you try to do everything possible so they don't experience anything that is, that is uh, negative or that is not as... Uh, 
you know, not as good as you 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 want it to be, and and you try to shelter them a little bit as much as possible because you know that later in life, you know, we all go through some things. And and my message to the seniors is that um, unfortunately for them this year, uh, this was uh, a learning experience. But like I like I said in the past, um, it is important that out of out of every experience that is not as positive as it should be, we learn. And I and I think that uh, the message is going to be that uh, the seniors of uh, the 2020 class um, had a taste of, of what life could be, but at the same time, they are showing every day that there are uh, a unique class that has the strength and the ability to go through anything. And I think that uh, going through this and going through what they're going through in their last senior year, um, it, it will make them so strong that they can always go back and look at this and and anything else is going to look like a breeze. And um, I know it's not easy. Um, I know it's difficult every single day. Uh, but but I think that in the long run it will pay it off. And uh, I said to a, to a group of seniors last last uh, this week when I was uh, talking to them, I said the senior class of 2020. People think that in June the senior class graduates and then everybody moves on. This is a class that I think will always uh, stay in 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 the in the heart of uh, teachers, administrators, the board superintendent everybody because um hasn't been fair what's what they're going through but uh they will be so strong and we will be proud to see all the accomplishments that are coming out of this uh out of this situation well doc uh, you know dr yanni uh, I'll, I'll leave it there you you know i wanted to give you the last word and you you couldn't have said it any better um you know, I, I, I want to thank you again for uh, coming on this podcast, and it's a great way for, for all of us to uh, communicate uh, to the community as a whole. Uh, there's been a lot of different themes um, that I've tried to hit upon. I've had some alumni on. I've, I've had a lot of our seniors, and um, this will continue. It's a great way for me to uh, be able to communicate with all the stakeholders um, and, you know, I, I, again, on a personal note, I, I want to thank you for your leadership. And um, as I kind of finish out my career over, over time, I, I, I can only say that um, I've worked with many, many superintendents. And the one who I feel has a down pat, and this district is in real good hands um, with your solid leadership, your understanding of, of being, you know, child-centered and and not being afraid again to roll up your sleeve and get right there in the trenches means a lot to um, your administrative team. And you've created really a, a dynamic team, no different than when you look at, um, you know, successful sport teams. Uh, it, you know, they say it all starts from the top, and that's where it comes from. And and uh, I, I think I can really speak on behalf of all my uh, principal and director colleagues to say that you have provided that kind of leadership during this time as we look to you for your, your um, you know, sound advice and uh, your input. And uh, as we all move forward to the difficult times that we're going to experience as we plan for a new school year, 
I, I know for a fact collectively under your tutelage, um, we're going to get this place up and running and it's going to be like we never left. So I just want to thank you, Dr. Yanni. It's, it's been an honor. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I know probably right when we get off, you're going to be busy uh, probably in your office for another three, four, five hours, whatever, whatever enters your mind. Um, but it's all time that you obviously, uh, you know, it's all, it's all well-meaning because it's everything at the bottom line. It's all about the kids. So uh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day, thank Dr. You. Yanni. Take care. Thank you, Mr. Valenti. Thank you, everybody. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Dr. Be Yanni. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our superintendent of schools, Dr. Francesco Yanni, sharing his uh leadership, uh, great qualities, uh, the things that he's experienced over uh, these past seven weeks um, as a leader in general, but clearly having to step up to the plate and uh, continue with education as we know it uh, during this time period. And uh, there's no doubt, uh, as I mentioned, that his quality of leadership definitely is contagious, and it's uh, something that we should all be very thankful and uh, that we have him here as a superintendent. So uh, once again, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining the podcast. We hope uh, you were able to listen and get something out of it. I, my last message to the HF uh, community is to continue to stay strong, HF family, HF strong, and uh, know that everyone, we're all in this together. We'll get by. We'll be stronger and better than ever before. And I uh, just want you to, again, keep your chin up. There's good days and bad days that may be coming, uh, hopefully more, more better than, than, than bad. And, uh, you know, we all yearn for the day when we can return. As Dr. Yanni said, we can high-five, we can hug each other um, and, and embrace and do the things that we are used to as, as human beings, as, as uh, you know, we, we, are all, we all like to do. So I'm going to sign off at this point. Uh, again, I thank you, and we're looking forward to uh, the next podcast, which uh, will be involving some of our senior athletes uh, to have them come on, and we'll talk a little bit about some of their impressions um, when the seasons d did end, and we'll also talk about um, what their future holds when uh, they go off to college next year. So stay tuned for that, but I wish everyone a fond uh, farewell and a great day, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take it easy.